0: happened one year a look back at the events big and small famed and forgotten from
1: hey everybody welcome to the show we're doing it again 1994
0: God, we need a new intro
1: we don't this is perfect
0: <laughs> it
1: happened one year 1994
0: 1994
1: i've perfect. heard of
0: it oh my <laughs> Meaning our uh, podcast, have you heard of it?
1: It's true. Uh, most people, I would say, have not. Have not. If I can judge by our uh, listenership numbers, <laughs> <So> <laughs> which I, I think would... have we we improved way we. They have. I would say you know the more we're interacting with other people, we're forming a community. Yep. We're writing on other people's Twitter pages and yes. listening to other people's podcasts, and everybody seems like we're all in this together.
0: I am. <laughs> I am down with OPP other people's podcasts. <laughs> Oh, no, I thought of that joke and I I was laughing before it came out of my mouth.
1: Yeah, I could see you were real proud of it. Yeah, yeah. no, we, uh, this is what we should do this is what we
0: got to do. Yes, this is what are. it's all about. We are indeed down with OPP.
1: We're like liking other people's posts and we're looking at their Instagrams Yeah, and we're not going to their Facebook pages because the hell with that. Nope. That's Zucker, out.
0: Zuckerberg can suck it.
1: Proud, proud it's to it's say true. still not on Facebook.
0: <laughs> well the podcast i mean we are both actually on. we
1: are it. both actively on
0: facebook otherwise how would i keep in touch with all my high school teachers
1: <laughs> gross <laughs> and some of my college professors
0: yes yeah. yes weirdly enough yeah. yeah
1: this is who we're all friends with so. <laughs> uh, i mean let's face it facebook is is for you know staying in touch with the elderly <laughs> yes uh small talk how's your mom <laughs> no i think that might be it i think we might oh, be we're good. done with small talk
0: yeah. Okay. Let's get in. I, then I guess this is me. We're here to talk about a topic today. What What
1: was the first show you saw on on the Broadway in the New York City?
0: Yeah, I believe it was Les Mis. Two, four, six, oh, one. I yeah. Think. I confused the timeline a little bit when I was a junior. I think my parents took me to see Les Mis. And that was like my gift. And then I think after that, they took me to see Mama Mia. Okay. But I think I think it was Les Mis. And that yeah.
1: would have been what, like the late 90s? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Late 90s, maybe early 2000s. Not sure exactly. Okay. When.
1: I'm pretty sure the first show I saw on Broadway was a revival of gentlemen prefer blondes. Nice. Which I think would have been around 95. Wow. 596. I was in high school. So that was when yeah. I really, I went for a, a stretch, went to a lot of Broadway shows. Yeah. Uh, while I was doing high school musicals. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that was it. I saw that. And then I saw a play, with the name of which, oh, A Delicate Balance.
0: Nice.
1: Which I believe was the only play I saw on Broadway until you and I went and saw plays. Yeah. So,
0: I hadn't seen any actual plays on Broadway yeah, before or, we, we went to a few.
1: But no, it's funny looking at the 94 Broadway season, which is partly what we're covering here today. Yep. A lot of those shows were on Broadway when I first started going to see shows. I was like sure. 16, something like that. Yep. So a lot of these were like, like their branding is familiar, like the way their, lo- their logos yeah. looked and stuff like that. But I didn't see a lot of these shows, but some of them, I mean, eventually, yeah. but that was familiar to me as I'm looking through the list of what was still there. I was like, oh yeah, that was, that was when I was going to New York a lot in yeah.
0: 1995,
1: 1996, 1997. But Mamma Mia would have been later. As far as the part you're talking about, that must have been 99 or later. Yeah,
0: I, I can't remember why it was some sort of gift of for me, I think, that my parents took me to see. I thought they were both birthday gifts, but I don't really remember the order yeah. or exactly when I went. When we went to see Mamma Mia, we had seats real close, which mm. I think my parents thought were really good. But what we actually sat right next to were the speakers. Oh, <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> like, it was so loud that it, within the first five minutes, we were all like, oh, this was a mistake.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you don't really run into that a lot at musicals. I mean, I guess maybe at a big... Broadway show type musical, maybe it would yeah. be bad, but we've gone to a bunch of musicals here. I don't remember that ever really being an issue. It, it was ungodly loud.
0: No, the only time I ever remember us screwing up seating that badly that it was so loud was we went to see Ingrid Michaelson and Keen, oh. a band that neither of us liked because we were there to see Ingrid Michaelson at the Chicago theater, and we were really close. we were like, oh, we're really close. And then we got there, and we were like, oh no, yeah. and we left during Keen because we were like, we can't take it. It's yeah, too I know
1: we were really close, and it was just too much. Yeah. Yeah. I think the only time I went to a Broadway show as a gift was again, when I was in high school and my whole family, we went and saw Miss Saigon and that was fine. But can you imagine my dad watching Miss Saigon? No, I it, cannot. It was weird. It wasn't, you know, and we sat like in the back, we were in like the back yeah, of the balcony. Cause I was like, you know, five of us going to do this. Yeah. But uh, in retrospect, I was like, Ooh, I-, I can't imagine dragging Roscoe to go see a Broadway <laughs> music. And Miss Saigon is not like, <laughs> You know, it's not like going to see Oklahoma, like it is a heavy opera musical. So, yeah, that was weird. And I still remember this. You know, you're going to New York City and like everything's expensive. And like they like packed sandwiches. And (laughs) I swear to God, opening and eating sandwiches during the show. That was that was what I remember from Miss Saigon. That sounds about right. Six or whatever it was. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm honestly not convinced my parents didn't do that. I don't really remember it, but we took a bus trip. So we had to be in like. I can't remember where it picked up. I feel like it picked up in Bainbridge. I don't remember. Really? Anyway, we had to be at the bus at like 530 in the morning for yeah. like a, a matinee to, yeah. to to like go. And then you had like your free time where you went. I don't remember where we went to lunch or dinner. I don't like I don't remember anything other than the show. Yeah. But yeah, it was, you know, like uh, with other old ladies. For It was like me and a bunch of old ladies and my dad. Yeah. <laughs> like, From Bainbridge going to New York.
1: Yeah. I mean, we must have taken a bus. I don't, I would have remembered if we drove because I have no idea where we would have parked. I don't remember driving to New York City for a show like me driving in until way, way later. Like one time I, we, I drove up with a guy, a a buddy of mine. We drove up and saw uh, a forum and he drove. Actually, he was the guy who had Kirby, that white,
0: oh, yeah, the the white neon. neon.
1: That was the same guy. And we might have driven up in that neon, but like one night we just were like, he was just like, let's go. So we went and did it. But, because that was the kind of cool guy I was in high school. So <laughs> <laughs> Nathan Lane in form—it was awesome. But
0: oh yeah, that's amazing.
1: It was it was awesome. Anyway, so that's Broadway. That was what uh, what I, I, the memories I have back yeah. when I lived in the East as a teenager and yes. would see these musicals. There's an actual thesis to this episode that I would say we don't you don't normally have. We usually cover things, and maybe you can look through through history and see how things go. But this is an actual like thesis that yes. I don't think is an obvious thing to people. But this is something we kind of teased way back in the teaser episode, I want to say. Right? Didn't we mention this? I don't remember. I think we did. I think there was something <laughs> about how I feel or we feel that the way the Broadway system has sort of changed. And a lot of that is because of 1994, I yes. I think. So this might be a little thin. There's There's some arguments both ways, but I think that you can make this definite case. Yes. And it really comes down to to one real musical, but I'm going to stretch it and include something else. But the one musical we're going to include is the Disney uh, Beauty and the
0: Beast. Which premiered
1: on Broadway in, I believe the spring of '90. That's correct. Because it's actually included in the Tony season that's in 94, not the 95 season, where you would think that would be for 94 shows, but the, the way their season is split if things premiere in the spring, they're eligible for that year's tones. Yeah. What did you uh, investigate when it comes to the Beauty and the Beast stage musical?
0: Yeah, well, so the interesting thing about this is, while we really think 1994 is a year that pivoted you know, musicals in general, and this idea of focusing and building a musical off of a movie, yeah. Beauty and the Beast, the movie, came out in 1991, I think, and... Yeah. Eisner, like Eisner had people trying to convince him that this should be a Broadway musical before the movie came out. So this yeah. was something that he had and he had kind of said, No, I don't think that's a great idea. And and he wasn't for it. And the story goes like he was he wasn't sure about how they would change the character spontaneously on stage from, you know, objects that can talk to human beings. And like, he just wasn't really in favor of it, but they did come around and end up releasing beauty and the beast, the musical in 1994, based on the, like ridiculous strength of the movie and the stage musical was incredibly successful. It had like over 5,000 performances. I think it was on until 2007. Yeah. Um, And it was the first Disney movie to be a musical. It wasn't the first movie ever to be a musical, but it was the first Disney movie to be taken and turned into a musical. And the interesting thing is it was in part based on, and they chose the director based on their ability to recreate the movie on stage at Disney theme parks because they were doing like Beauty and the Beast shows and things like that at the the theme parks. And so the guy who directed the the first guy that directed the musical was the guy who directed the theme parks. He'd never <laughs> directed like a big stage musical. And they they literally said it was because they didn't want him to challenge their creative vision. <laughs> so, oh not a yeah. so great guy. But no, it, it was the whole thing. They, they took all the songs from the movie and a song that was cut and wrote like six or seven new songs. And so that became a trend in, you know, movies to musicals. Some movies that we'll talk about later didn't have any songs, but this was a musical movie that where you take those songs and put them on Broadway and then take other songs and add them to kind of fill it out. They had to do the work to fill out the characters. And there were some interesting things that they did. They made the Beast, I guess, more. I haven't actually seen the Beauty and the Beast musical, but they made the Beast even a little bit more. Aggressive, I guess, and he's still likable, but he's not quite as soft. Like in the movie, he turns soft real fast.
1: Yeah, I would like to point out we have seen the Beauty and the Beast musical.
0: <laughs> no shit, have we really? You
1: saw that here in Chicago.
0: I do not remember that. Don't
1: you? I mean, the the real memorable thing is 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 Chip is the kid who plays Chip because remember Chip is just like a head on a cart, mm-hmm. and you can't see where his body is, and you don't understand. And it's all done with mirrors. Is this not familiar?
0: Did I go to that?
1: Yes, we sat on the floor. We sat fairly close, I think
0: that's vaguely familiar now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh no, not, me- um, not a memorable enough show. I think it's hard when it's like something that you're so familiar with, like yeah. Beauty and the Beast, where then you see it on stage, you, it it kind of just you almost forget because yeah you're so familiar with it already that yeah that it's like it's new to you somehow. And
0: and the thing about and I think this plays into our thesis here, but the thing about this is I don't usually care about these shows. Like no. how no. can anyone get excited to see I, I look I don't want to criticize anyone for having you know like I, I want to see Mamma Mia like I You know yeah. I, I get it but I just I don't remember it because like the movie's amazing I don't need the musical and so right. anyway I, Now that you say that I kind of remember the Rose yeah And yeah. so anyway
1: I remember him turning From the beast into the person because like he's Kind of he kind of they start taking stuff away So there's yeah. lights and, and then it's yeah. like all of a Sudden it's all gone and he's a person like yeah, yeah. It's a cool effect with the, the yeah. makeup And whatnot
0: but yeah so so <laughs> So having seen Beauty and the Beast the <laughs> musical I can say <laughs> that it was it's an excellent show. Um, <laughs> no it didn't win any Broadway Tonys actually the only yeah. award it won was um, in 1998 it won best the Olivier Award for Best New Musical in the UK. Ah, oh. um, sad. But yeah, so anyway, they to go back to the things that they changed. Like this was, I mean, it was the first time they were taking a Disney movie and expanding it to be a musical. And so they, you know, changed the character of the Beast a little bit. They made Belle a bit more, she has a little bit of this, but a bit more headstrong and, you know, and uh, vocal and, you know, whatever. And the, but the interesting thing that they changed in the musical is, And actually, now that you say that we've seen it, I kind of remember this because it was familiar to me. But anyway, the characters, the staff, they don't start out as inanimate objects. They slowly turn into the objects over the course of the musical that creates this like additional sense of urgency other than just the rose where like like Lumiere is turning into a candlestick and he's eventually just going to be a candlestick without any like any of his soul or anything like
1: that. I think some of this is in the movie, too, when they made the the remake movie, the Emma Watson movie, I think hmm. some of that is in there that like they're yeah. going to become permanent things. And th- this is yeah. sort of that case of it being a movie, then a play and then another movie sort of like the producers where, yeah. you know, then we're going to base it on, you know, a uh, uh, stage show somewhat. The, the I rem- think it,
0: even in the cartoon, that's something that was going to happen when the Rose died. Like that was, it was the same outcome, yeah. but it was the like slowly building like, Changing into versus just We can speak and then all of a sudden we are Going to be dead basically I
1: thought the idea In the in the I could be wrong I thought in the Animated movie the idea was just that they're going to Always then be these objects but not that they're Going to be inanimate objects like by the end of it because they don't remember them by the end of that being panicking like well we're going to be stuck in these things and not be able to move oh because I don't I don't think but I don't remember distinctly I just think that that was something that was then it adds kind of peril for those characters and yeah that that might
0: be true I felt like I remembered them going dark in the animated movie but maybe I'm misremembering that so but that was definitely a change yeah and then you know you have this big musical, and I, I was looking to see, like, well, was anybody famous in it, um, like in the first run? And the answer is basically no, yeah. except do you know Do you know the one famous person that was in the original Beauty and the Beast?
1: In the stage? No.
0: Uh, Maurice was played by the dad from Happy Days. Tom Bosley. <laughs> oh,
1: Tom Bosley? That's yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: um, but the other thing that's interesting, and, and I don't know how this reflects through other, like movie musicals or movies that already had music in them that then became musicals where you have to add songs. I don't know how much of the original songwriting team comes back, but the guy who did the lyrics for the Beauty and the Beast movie Howard Ashman died of AIDS like before the movie fully premiered yeah. um, so it was like one of his last projects that he worked on he was a close collaborator with the the person doing the the music like the score and, and the songs and so they replaced him to do the the musical with Tim Rice who obviously amazing but they you know what I the article I was reading about it was like it was hard to blend the two songs because they're pretty different lyricists like yeah. and, and the feel of the songs is, is fairly different so but Tim Rice stepped in to cover the Uh, the lyrical components of the new of the new songs
1: and he had just been doing the lion king yeah also at the same time so that makes sense
0: yeah Yeah. amazing but yeah yeah, first disney movie 1994 beauty and the beast ran forever huge freaking success and then everyone else was like oh this is a good idea we should do this
1: right so like to this day i think it's still like the 10th longest running show ever like it's it's still a very a very regarded show as commercially like i don't know how well, people think of Beauty and the yeah. Beast as far as the stage show is concerned. Yeah. But yeah, it did kick off this whole run. Now, my whole argument for this, because you can definitely make the case there were a lot of movies that were turned into musicals before this, and that's true. But the real difference is when Disney gets involved and now these this is a musical directed specifically at kids. That and then this becomes the Broadway template that from that point forward. You can okay. make a case there are kids' musicals before this. Annie is a kid's musical, like there are shows, you know. Yeah. And Annie is based on a comic strip. So, like, there's something. But typically, Broadway is so expensive that they don't tend to market just to children because yeah. you still need to have something for adults. Yeah. But when they realize the kind of money you can make with something like this after Beauty and the Beast, it then becomes this huge deal. And now there have yeah. been so many. Disney musicals that have just gotten like the Lion King stage musical, which I've never seen and still don't really understand how that works has been running forever. It's I think currently the third longest running show and they're all active shows. Like it's yeah. just been on forever. And then Aladdin and, and, and the little mermaid and all of these shows. So, so this really kicks that whole thing off, but yeah. leading up to 94, you have right in those years, right before that, there are a couple really high profile movie to musical adaptations that had just come out and I don't know if you can really make the case like this inspires this because again this is a whole different sort of industry for Disney you but it's a logical thing like again like you said they did stage shows at the theme parks yeah so this was already something they were thinking about or how could we yeah. actually do this but in the years leading up to that you have the other real thing that comes out in 94 that I point to is Sunset Boulevard mm-hmm. because. It's a real high profile musical It's an Andrew Lloyd Webber musical, and it's got Glenn Close in it. Like, so it has that like the now you know pushing into the modern thing of like, well, we're going to put movie stars and we're going to do all of this. Yeah. And it's based on this big existing property that everybody knows as a movie. But in the years before this, you also have the Kiss of the Spider Woman musical was a big deal. And even though that movie was based on a, a book, I want to say, this musical is based on the movie. And like yeah. that's what, and this is, that movie wasn't that long before this, so like that's a like a familiarish property. Yep. There was the Goodbye Girl, which was a Neil Simon movie, but was never a play. So that's a musical very much based on the movie, right? But now these aren't super popular movies. These are popular movies, but these were clearly stories that they were like this will work as a musical. This wasn't we're going to market this because people love the Goodbye Girl. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's kind of the key thing to this is that before Beauty and the Beast there's not a ton of musicals that seem to be made to try to market off of the success of the movie. It's more just based off of the plot.
0: Yeah. And yeah, so yeah.
1: like you can go through, if, if a movie was already a musical and then it turns into a movie, I don't really think that that counts in the same way, like Singing in the Rain or White Christmas. or Yeah. Like there's so much music already in them that it doesn't really work the same way. Even though Beauty and the Beast has songs, Beauty and the Beast is a cartoon. And so then the, the, the yeah. adaptation is so complicated, comparatively speaking. And there's a lot of things like this. Forty Second Street was a movie musical that then was made into uh, a movie. Um, High Society is actually a mu- was a movie musical based on Philadelphia's story that then was also turned into a stage musical. So like, <laughs> oh my god, a, da- a very ad- adapted uh, it's too idea. Too much. Yeah, it's too way much. way down. Yeah. <laughs> a Little Night Music is a Sondheim musical that's based on an Ingmar Bergman movie. So that's clearly not made to capitalize on the success of this Swedish movie. You know, yeah. like. And this is, I think, this idea. So you can come up with a lot of examples of movies that were made into musicals, but you can't come up with too many that were just, well, this movie was popular. Let's try to make it into a musical, Yeah, which is then everything that's happened in the last three decades on Broadway.
0: Oh, my God. To a
1: ridiculous degree of any stupid thing you can come up with and turn it into a musical. So that's where this argument comes in that I really think Beauty and the Beast is this really important musical even though it's, it's so forgettable that like, we didn't see it that long ago and you have almost no memory of it. And I, I don't really have much memory of it either. Yeah. Like it was just kind of a cash in thing. I think the only reason we saw it was that it was like part of Wednesday night and it was cheap or something. We're like, oh, yeah, let's, yeah, yeah. Let's, it's in town. Let's go.
0: Yeah. I mean, we did not set this up ahead of time before we start started to talk about this. We never talked about whether or not we had seen it. So yeah. as I was going through it and reading about it, I was like, Oh, this is not familiar. Like I just assumed I hadn't seen it. I, I don't remember it at all. Really. I just
1: assumed you remembered seeing it. So we didn't talk about
0: it. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember seeing it at all. Now, look, like my memory isn't the greatest. I sometimes think we should just go back and talk about some things that we've done so that I can remember them because my memory Fair. is just terrible. I don't know. I don't know what that is. But Fair. there are some movie musicals that we have seen either for, you know, because they were cheap and it was a Wednesday night or because we used to buy subscriptions and like three of the, of the musicals were good and one was terrible. And we wanted to see
1: two of shows really bad, and then yeah. we yeah. also had to see Hair.
0: Yes, yeah. yes, um, or Tootsie the musical. Which Tootsie was, not was great. okay. It, wasn't it was not great. great. But yeah. I was reading a, uh, so I was reading about this, and uh, the reviews of the Tootsie musical. One critic described it as uninformed and transphobic. So Not <laughs> great.
1: I mean, I don't know if in the modern day they should have made a Tootsie musical. <laughs> this doesn't seem like the right time for that, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's, so
0: there, there were a lot, and and I'm sure there might be others on this list. But okay, so let's talk about Disney movie musicals. We have mentioned a couple, of the, a couple yeah, of them. Yeah. So there was, there's The Lion King. They did the Little Mermaid. There's an Aladdin one apparently, which I did not know about. I didn't realize, and
1: Aladdin has been on Broadway for like the last eight years.
0: Holy shit! That's I have. Crazy. I
1: did not realize that was a thing. I feel like when we were in. Russia? We were somewhere. Remember, we walked by a building and they were show. They had the Aladdin musical mm, on stage mm-hmm. playing there. I remember mm-hmm. the huge ads for it, but I can't remember yeah. where we were.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, it I was remember. in Russia though. Maybe. I feel like there was a different one though. Like I feel like there was a Peter Pan one in Russia or something. I don't know. Maybe I don't remember. But Maybe. yeah. So and then we saw the Jungle Book. That would count, right?
1: Yeah, I don't know if the Jungle Book ever made it to Broadway. That was at the Goodman here. Yeah. Um. And I think it toured. I'm, it might have. Honestly, I I'm not that up on Broadway since we, I moved to Chicago, basically. But yeah. But yeah, that works as a good stage musical. That was, that was, that was entertaining. That. They've done Mary yeah. Poppins. I mean, oh. it's not exactly the same thing, but uh, yeah. that's a stage musical now. But but again, like the Lion King is so hugely popular. I never would have really thought because it seems like such a complicated thing to do on stage that I would have figured anything would really be easier than Beauty and the Beast. I mean, even though Beauty and the Beast still has to do all of these effects and and making people out of these small objects and stuff, it still you know seems like a natural thing that it would work really well. But yeah, no, Disney has gone all in. I think there's a Frozen musical, right? There's a stage oh, musical. Oh, I'm sure there
0: is. Yeah. I, uh, there must be, yeah. yeah. I there mean, I would be. think
1: it's... That almost seemed like as soon as you see it, you're like, this obviously is going to be a musical. Yes, like, yes. So it's so many just people. I realize there's Olaf, but there's so many just humans <laughs> <laughs> singing that you're like, well, this clearly will work.
0: So. Yeah. And then I would say there were movies that pivoted and went from being movies to musicals that maybe you wouldn't expect.
1: <laughs> well, okay. Before we get into what's happened since. Oh, okay. Beast,
0: just Do real more. quick. I
1: just want to, I just want to okay. recover again. Cause I know like if anybody who's listening is a real like musical fan, I think they would still take argument with the idea that like, well, Beauty and the Beast wasn't the first musical based on a movie. And it's not, I'm not saying yeah. it is, yeah, yeah. but the, the real high profile musicals that came from movies usually the musical ends up becoming more popular because the movie wasn't that to begin with. It wasn't like we're just taking yeah. some you know, Casablanca and turning it into a musical. I'm sure someone has done that, but it's not something that people know. Like, I know there's a gun with the wind musical, but there is hum me, hum me a tune from that. I have no idea. You know? yeah. But like Nine is a real popular musical that was later made into a movie.
0: Yeah. That's
1: based on Eight and a Half, the Fellini movie. I mean, I'm not saying Nine is a more popular thing, but I would say probably more people are familiar with that than eight and a half in the modern day in a wide sense. I mean, film fans probably know what eight and a half is, but yep. uh, not in the same way. Uh, Meet me in St. Louis was I believe based a musical based on the movie, which was also a musical. Yep. There was a musical of grand hotel in 1989 that won all of these Tonys. And that's based on the best picture winner from 1932 that I don't think anybody's watching anymore, no. you know? And so <laughs> I think a good example is little shop of horrors. I think a lot of people would point to that because that was based on the movie, but I would argue that the movie musical is way more popular than the original movie, which doesn't yeah. have music in it. And it's like kind of a low budget, crazy 60s affair. That... Oh,
0: but you're not talking about the the movie that we all know.
1: The movie we know is based on the stage musical.
0: Ah, okay. Which
1: was based on the mo- which was based on the original movie. So yeah. like
0: no, you I can make that, that. Yeah.
1: like I think that's what would come to mind because obviously that was a movie first. But I don't know how popular the 1960 Little Shop of Horrors is anymore. Like, I don't know a lot of people that would watch that. Like, Jack Nicholson's in it in this very, very small part. So I think that might get people to still see it. Yeah. And it's not a bad movie, but it's just not. It's The other movie has all of these movie stars and has all this music. And I think that's what people know now.
0: What is Little Shop of Horrors without the music? I mean, come on.
1: I mean, it's a weird movie. It's a short movie. Like, it is really just, like, kind of a comic horror movie without the music.
0: It's just like, I got this plant and then, ugh.
1: Basically, like it's basically just come look at this plan. It's so weird and it eats people like it, it's not something that works quite as well. Yeah. So so that's what I think that maybe there's other examples that I'm, I'm somehow just blanking on. But for the most part, I think that it's only when you get to Beauty and the Beast and then this is how they can market things from now on. Because you look at the 94 Broadway schedule, there weren't that many new musicals and Mostly they were just putting on revivals. There was stuff that had been on like Phantom and Cats and Les Miz at that point have been on for years and years. Yeah, And, you know, like this was still what they were doing. But if you look at like other shows that were on at this point, you have revivals of Grease and Guys and Dolls and Damn Yankees and Showboat and Carousel. Like all of these old warhorse Horse musicals are, yep. are again coming back out. And so it's still like this is something familiar. This is something people know. People will come and see Guys and Dolls again. Yeah. You know, we keep putting it on. But then they take this idea, combine it with Beauty and the Beast, and we're like, hey, people know this product. Let's turn it into a musical. Yeah. And then we end up with some of just the worst musicals
0: yeah. ever written. Just, just terrible. Yeah. Just awful. What I do think is interesting about this too is that when you go in the reverse, you take those old musicals. Or things, properties that were popular as musicals and turn them into movies. It rarely works. Like yeah. there hasn't been a good Phantom movie ever. I don't think. Not um, really. I
1: mean, maybe the old silent movie. That's about it.
0: Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I don't think I've seen that, but <laughs> but yes, I could see how that would be. Uh, but like, none of the modern movies work. Yeah. Um, you can argue the last *Lay Mis was pretty good, but still, but like that's the musical. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. It's got the music in it. Yeah. Straight um, and, versions
1: of Lay Miz rarely work because the story is so big. They either have to cut out so much. Yeah. And fit it in a movie, or they try to do all of it and then it's just kind of yeah.
0: dull. Yeah. But they did it in a way that was very different where the music sort of fit within the the world in a more realistic way, which I yeah. thought actually worked for that, just given the nature of the of the story. Um and I Les like Mis-
1: the yeah, I like the Lay Miz movie. Yeah, oh, that that's was okay. good.
0: Yeah. Um, and then can we talk about cats, please? <laughs>
1: Okay. I mean, unfortunately, we are never going to do. It happened one year, 2019. Uh, but, oh, my God. The Cats movie is just it's, it's so wonderfully thing. terrible that like I recommend it to people and also say it's probably the worst major movie ever made.
0: Yes. Like, we actively got chushed at the theater a number of times. because We were laughing so hard at every part of it. Oh, like, my God. It's so ridiculous.
1: There's not one good part in that no. movie. But the yeah. whole thing is great. It's like, amazing. It's so entertaining and it's yes. just horrible. Like it's horrible. Horrible. Just- the yeah. cho- the choices made across the board in that movie are so awful.
0: Yeah. We, but, I, but it's
1: still just, it's the best time I've had. It's the best time I've had in a movie theater in a really long time. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. Agree. I, um Joe bought it for me for Christmas, like kind of as a joke that year. And we haven't watched it because I don't want to lose the joy of the first time we saw it because yeah. it was such a joyful moment of hilarity and ridiculousness that yeah. I'm a little bit nervous to try and rewatch it.
1: One of these days. Yeah. We're, we're going to have do to do it. it. Yeah. it
0: so great. Okay, do you want to talk about all of the ways in which taking movies and turning them into popular taking popular movies and turning them into musicals has been ill advised over the since Beauty and the Beast.
1: I do. I are there you are ready? so many things to talk about. I mean, there are failures before that you could point to maybe, but there's not a lot. Like there's not yeah. not like there's been since. But like, I mean, there's always the ideas of like, well, we should do a Superman musical.
0: Oh, is there no one? me but Superman.
1: and it didn't work or yeah. carrie the musical is notoriously like the worst <laughs> yeah. thing ever
0: you ain't seen nothing yet it's gonna be a night we'll never forget carrie is
1: that carrie white you have got to be kidding no freaking way
0: Do you remember that I ran into somebody who worked on that? Yeah. And like, as he was like an actor on it or something. And I have, he was a consultant that we worked with and I have no idea how it came up, but he like sent us something on it.
1: Somebody recorded it. Like, cause I, I, you can't find it. It's not something that ever, you know, existed. It it closed, I think in a week or something. It it really was a horrible production, but somebody recorded it like a, a bootleg of it. And it's on YouTube somewhere. You can actually find the Carrie musical. and and watch just this train wreck and that's what he had sent a link to that i want to
0: yeah yeah okay there's just a few that i want to talk about some just i'm gonna start with just movies and i'm not i made a list but i'm not gonna hit everything so joe if there's something that i miss please jump in all right i'm just gonna talk about things that i was like are you kidding me we turned that into a musical there was a musical of clueless the musical was a thing okay there's no reason to sing and dance in the plot of clueless so i mean you
1: know it's a bunch of kids and i can see where that would tie in you know a bunch of people like yeah uh, it's happy it's an up it's a it's a comedy
0: you know that could work um you know what's not up but was a musical grumpy old men yeah that who were they dancing like
1: yeah singing there must have been a lot of extras, like a like a chorus, a big chorus yeah. that did all yeah. of the heavy lifting. And then and there's they just, just a couple... like
0: stood there with their canes. Yeah, that doesn't grumpy. that doesn't strike
1: me as something people would want to see. But, but the average age of people who go to see shows pretty Fair. old. So, yes. you know,
0: um, would love to sit in a theater for two and a half hours and watch old grumpy old men sing. Yeah. Hard, hard pass on that. Yeah. Ah, uh, we did turn Mrs. Doubtfire into a musical.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, it's a comedy. I yep. guess that works. I mean that that plot's pretty thin, and they like cross dressing in, uh, yep. in musicals, so yep. maybe.
0: Yep. You're uh, you're scanning the movies that are popular and you're thinking, I want to turn something into a musical. I need something with a lot of like stage presence and gravitas. And I need something that's got some like big scenes. How about the movie Dave?
1: Photo ops, big front lawn for wide eyed kids to run upon. Hey, kids, last one to the White House has to pay for Medicare.
0: <laughs> a musical.
1: <laughs> I mean, again, I think the movie of Dave is great.
0: Oh, that yeah, would make great a movie. great
1: play that seems like a great play idea it would. No. but as a musical that seems unnecessary
0: straight up musical
1: yeah
0: okay so I want you to think about what musical music is like right like think about the music from the Lion King yeah. or from Aladdin like picture that and then I want you to set that kind of music against the plot of the color purple <laughs> a musical but-
1: I have no idea. The Color Purple seemed like it was everywhere for a couple of years, that yeah. musical. And somebody came out of that musical has had like a big acting career.
0: Yeah. There were two main... A- Jennifer Hudson was in it, but I think this was, she was already in her career. Yeah. But Cynthia Erivo was in it.
1: Right. Cynthia Erivo built her career on the Color yeah. Purple musical. So whether yeah. that, move- that musical is any good, I don't know. But it gave us Cynthia Erivo, who's it just terrific in everything.
0: So. It did. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Two that only ran in the UK, Back to the Future, the musical
1: for it's called the flux capacitor it's this year's breakthrough scientific
0: because it works
1: yeah that's no there's too uh, many effects that's not that's not uh. gonna work
0: and then also bend it like Beckham the musical can
1: Well, I can see where that would work in England. I mean, I don't think that's going to play here. Right now, um, in on the West End, there's an Only Fools and Horses stage show. I don't know if it's oh a musical, God. but like that's never coming here. I don't think no. anybody knows that show. Like, I would go if, see it.
0: If we if we could fly internationally right now, I think oh, we would be
1: there. <laughs> I would definitely go. See. If, if it had been playing when we were there, I definitely would have gotten to see it.
0: But no, All I right. think we,
1: they, there is this idea, like, we're going to do these big action or big spectacle yeah. things as a stage musicals. And no, back to the future. You can't do that. There was a King Kong stage musical a couple years ago. That's not going to work. That's that's too much. That's too that was, complicated.
0: That was on my list. Also, what's interesting about the King Kong stage musical is that like there was a group of people who did the music and the lyrics, but they had several other artists contribute at music and lyrics and I couldn't quite figure out like how exactly that worked, but one of those artists was Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> Why? But, I mean, um, okay.
1: she probably wrote, you know, I love bananas, the King Kong song or whatever. Right. Like,
0: what what in that musical made her be like, you know what? That really works with my brand. Maybe
1: they thought like, well, no women are going to want to come see this. Let's that's get Sarah McLachlan to do some of the tunes. Maybe that'll work.
0: That's true. But no, like that's they did true. that
1: Spider-Man musical a couple years ago, which isn't based on a movie.
0: Yeah. But, like, that's a
1: horrible idea. A like, why, idea. why do we need that as a stage musical? And then like... They- A bunch of people died. Yeah. I thought people got
0: like really hurt or died during that. Yeah. Because
1: the stunts were so complicated. Like maybe don't do that. Maybe that's maybe just a big epic story, but everybody stays on their feet. You know?
0: Yeah. All right. I would like to celebrate. I would like to pause from making fun of some of these to celebrate a movie and a musical, neither of which I have seen. But of course, my one of my very favorites of all time, Sarah Bareilles, wrote the musical Waitress. And the music from that's pretty good.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, again, Waitress is a small movie. I think yeah. you can you can get away with this in small movies cuz what's the expectation?
0: Yeah. Of course, our, you know, super crazy talent uh Lynn Manuel Miranda wrote Hamilton, really great. He also wrote Bring It On the Musical. That's right. It is garbage.
1: I believe I've mentioned on this show before. Yes. Never forget Lynn Manuel Miranda wrote Bring It On, which was <laughs> a horrible
0: musical. Oh, just the worst. Yeah. Um I do want to talk about Pretty Woman the musical. Okay. Which doesn't really make a lot of sense. But the reason I want to talk about it is all of the music was written by Canadian superstar Brian Adams. Oh. Who actually approached the studio in 2007 and was like, what about Pretty Woman? It was his idea.
1: Like Brian Adams is <laughs> just sitting around, like, just like trying to yeah. come up with ways to make money.
0: Yes. And like, it took like eight or 10 years before he convinced anybody that he could write it because it came out in, I think, 2018 or 2019. Wow. Brian Adams, who had not done much other than written two songs for Disney's Bridge to Terabithia, which you can get or you can you can understand. Um, He also wrote a song for the Robin Williams, John Travolta movie, Old Dogs. Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) And Brian Adams. They're just falling on hard times.
0: Yeah. I think something
1: worth pointing out here is that, like, I guess you can make the case that anything could make a good musical, right? Like, there's a lot of things that uh, Hamilton isn't a story that naturally seems to lend itself to being a musical. But I think that what we think of as like a good musical or great all time musicals tend to just have a different sort of plot, big, sweeping epic type plots. Even smaller musicals, like some Sondheim musicals, are small stories. Yeah. But like it's when you can what you can bring to that if you have like, you know, you have a good idea for it and a good talent for it. But just to take any movie that was a comedy or even whatever that has these little Plots with these little like idiosyncratic characters, yeah. and then think we can blow this up on a stage. Yeah. It's just a horrible idea. And for almost, you know, all circumstances. I'm sure there's some, you know, movies that then kind of work. Yeah. There's a Shrek stage musical, which I think is a lot of makeup. But it's like I can see fun. where Shrek would work just in the same way that Beauty and the Beast works. Like it's yeah. just it already, I mean. Shrek has songs, but I guess the songs are, they were like pop songs. Those aren't the songs that are in that show, are they?
0: I have no idea.
1: I don't know either, but like that seems like it would kind of work. It's a fairy tale and it's, you know, that sort of works for me, but something like, you know, pretty woman or clueless. I don't, there's no natural thing there. Like that is just marketing, you know?
0: Yeah. Bring It On doesn't even have the
1: same plot. That is just in the Bring It On world. That's part of the Bring It On extended universe.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, I I get, like, the producers and Footloose and Spamalot, I guess. Things that are
1: already sort of musicals. We saw Spamalot. Spamalot's fun. Yeah,
0: Spamalot was really good. I really like Spamalot. But, like, Mean Girls, I don't really get. My name is Regina Church. And I am a massive deal. Big Fish, I don't really get.
1: I, you know, I've heard people really like that musical, but again, it's kind of a small movie, but that's not a movie that I would naturally be like, oh, this yeah. could be a musical. Yeah.
0: Cruel Intentions, the musical. Don't Why? see Why? Yeah. The tone of that movie does not lend itself to a musical in any way.
1: That does seem like it would be a real heavy, yeah, heavy musical. Did S- yeah. Sondheim didn't do that, did he? It's a yeah, heavy Sondheim it. musical version of Cruel Intentions.
0: I'm guessing <laughs> like, not. Yeah, no, I, don't. I, I don't, don't actually know. know. Yeah, um, I doubt it. Catch Me If You Can, the musical. Why? Mm, they won't be seeing you for quite a long time. And after you pay for your life, a crime. Well, kid, we'll see what good behavior can do.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think that's a plot that, I mean, that that, that was a movie that has like a world traveling character. Like Yeah. Doing that on stage seems like that's an unnecessary number of set changes. Yes, so, I agree. Your All local right. community theater cannot stage that.
0: I'm, I'm going to wrap this up with my two favorites. One is a musical just called Silence! The Musical. Do you know what movie that's based on?
1: There's that Martin Scorsese priest movie. That was called Silence, wasn't it?
0: Fair guess. But Silence! The Musical is a musical based on Silence of the Lambs. <laughs>
1: Well, that's got to be a comedy, isn't it? It rubs the lotion on its skin. It does this when it's told. It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose. And when it's done, there's one more thing, a simple little task. It put the fucking lotion in the
0: basket. Um, And then, of course, my favorite movie turned into a musical, which actually I don't think played on Broadway. It's only played in a few cities. But if we get the chance to see, I would like to see uh, Debbie does Dallas, the musical.
1: <laughs> I want to do Debbie.
0: Debbie's what I want to do. I want to do Debbie. Baby, her and Lisa too.
1: Oh my. So this must be a best little whorehouse in Texas situation, right? Like they were like, well, that worked. How about we just take it to a further extreme <laughs> Mix it with O Calcutta and then there you go, Debbie does uh, that. Again, that's gotta be a comedy. Like there's I no mean, way yes,
0: like, I assume that it yeah. is, but um off the top of my head, the only thing
1: the thing that occurred to me while we were going through this, I was trying to think of like what other movies became stage musicals. And I know there's a Rocky musical, which seems like a horrible <laughs> idea. Like I don't understand that. I got ten sore muffles and a ring in here. I got a bruise over here and here and over here. I got a swelled-up eye and a real flat beer. But hey, my nose ain't broken. As they're boxing and then they're singing while they're boxing, I don't understand that.
0: <laughs> but that's
1: not... That no, that's not, that's not, I have
0: the tiger over and over and over again.
1: Right. I don't even know. Like, is it more, is it like an American idiot? Is it like a jukebox kind of musical, (laughs) but with just songs from the late seventies and like that (laughs) living in America song by James Brown? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't think that's a good idea. Like, even though the Rocky movies have some pretty good songs, I am pretty yeah. confident like Survivor didn't get paychecks from oh the Rocky musical. Like, so,
0: like also Rocky has this like very specific like muddled Philadelphia accent. Like <laughs> I would love to hear anyone sing in that accent. Yeah, I
1: don't think I don't think Rocky like Sylvester Stallone's voice lends itself well to musicals. I have I don't know I can't think of a musical he was in. Oh even though that like is Rhinestone a musical that that Dolly Parton movie? <laughs> hey, yo, hey yo, come on, we'll sing a song. <laughs> Rambo the musical. I don't think that would be a thing. So
0: oh my god. <laughs> if they're not doing Rambo the Musical, they should now. They definitely should. <laughs>
1: uh, look be a uh... lady tonight. <laughs> look, little gentleman see how nice a dame you can be. Hey yo, Adrian, how nice a dame can you be? <laughs> That's Rocky <laughs> in Guys and Dolls. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know I don't I just think that's a mistake and when I heard about it I was like this is a terrible idea and a I have no idea why they made it, like oh my just god, awful it's terrible yeah oh. but it does seem like whenever we get one of those Broadway subscriptions there's always one or two oh my god just awful you know movie adaptations that get crammed in there what
0: do you think is the worst one we've seen
1: I mean bring it on is right up there but yeah I think the thing is that we don't tend to gravitate towards them so no. you know it would have to be we were forced to watch it yeah and you know then what the outcome of that is i mean <laughs> beauty and the beast i can't remember <laughs> much about it how good could it have been I, I think oftentimes when we would get those subscriptions they those were the shows that we got drunk before
0: <laughs> just that of, might be why i don't remember Beauty. they the beast. get kind of
1: blocked out yeah they just kind of get lost i mean i, I always point to bring it on like bring it on yeah. was just such a mess and it was so stupid like yeah and and the fact that like this came from People who had talent like that. This was clearly a paycheck thing or Lynn was trying to get his foot in the door to make in the Heights that like, I guess I got to write the bring it on musical. I mean, I guess if you're trying to break in writing musicals must be a really hard gig to get or to get like together and then put on a like a Broadway show. Yeah. Maybe if you can just get hired to do something like that. I can't believe he watched bring it on. And then was like, oh, man, I could turn this into a pretty good show. And then during the course, it was like, I'm going to throw away everything that's in this movie and just make this a cheerleader musical, which is all it turns out. to be. So, Yeah. 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 Well, I think that pretty much covers it. I think we've I think we've pretty much salted this argument away. I think that this is an actual valid thesis. Like, I think you can really point to 94 as being the changing point. And if you've only really grown up or experienced Broadway style musicals since then, it probably just seems like a natural thing. Like obviously movies would be musicals, but you go back into the seventies and eighties when they were creating a lot of these big musicals and you know, you can make that like cabaret and Chicago and Greece and things like that, that have become these kind of staples. They came out of that era. You look at new, new musicals from the last 20 years. I don't know that there's a lot there that like are going to be still big relevant things 20 years from now that weren't these, these movie musicals, like, these are, this yeah. is what's popular. This is what stays on. Yeah.
0: So even though you have
1: things like the book of Mormon and Hamilton and, you know, come from away is still on yeah. fun house. That
0: was a big yeah, fun
1: house. Like, like musicals that I, you know, get acclaim, but don't, I don't, I just don't know. Like, I don't know how these are going to live down the road. Avenue Q. Yeah. You know, like there I are shows, afraid. but, but are these classic staples of the American theater? 20 yeah. years from now. Or are they well, still just doing revivals of Showboat? Like, is that just really where this goes?
0: Yeah. I, look, I think some are and some are. I, I mean, Hamilton's never going to go away now. No, no, like, no. it's so popular and it was such a introduction of a new style. But some of those other ones that you named that are, like, are great shows. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what Broadway looks like 20 years from now to say, like, you have yeah. so much more to pull revivals from. What do you revive? Is right. it going to be Bring It On the Musical, or is it going to be something that's? I, I mean, I have to believe that these things are popular in their moment and, ha- you know, can bring in some tourists from from upstate New York and right. and you know who want to come see it. But that in the long run, you will continue to see the quality and the like some of the amazing work that other artists are doing not that i mean look i don't want to disparage like the people who are working on these shows i think they do the best they can and they you know some of the music is good even if the plots aren't great and they're working with you know material that's pretty commercial right. in a in an environment that's pretty artistic really yeah. and so i think that's uh that's tough and so i you know i have empathy for that I mean, I think it's
1: just more it's the business, right? Like, this is what they want to produce. This is what they want to put on. They want to make their money back. Can you, you know, it's like it's trying to open a movie. That's why you open a movie on 4000 screens and then just, you know, whether it's any good or not, you try to make your money back almost immediately.
0: Yeah. And then
1: you don't have to worry about the quality. You can just do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's what
1: I think Broadway is sort of turned into. But I just it's kind of amazing to me because like as much as you can point back the last 10 years and be like, well, there was Hamilton, you know, but like. I don't know how many shows there are. When you go through, just look at the eighties alone and you have Phantom of the Opera, Cats, Les Mis, Miss Saigon, Starlight Express all comes out within a couple years of each other. Like that's one decade. And you go back the last 10 years. I'm not really sure how much there is. Like maybe it's the art form. Maybe it's just that stage isn't as popular as it was in the seventies and eighties. Maybe, um, maybe, maybe my, my, my pandemic brain might be part of it too, or I can't imagine going to a stage show now.
0: Yeah. I also think some of it, though, is living through the era versus reflecting on the era. I yeah. bet if you look at the musicals and shows that won Tony's over the last 10 years, you would see like 10 plus amazing shows yeah. that you would be like, oh, yeah, it does feel like. a." Again, you know, I'm I mean, sure the
1: shows are good. I just but I mean, like we're talking about in the 80s, you have like heavy shows. Yeah. That then like have a long life, you know, Lay Mis is, I think, a good example of this really yeah. where that's not really something that should work in a hugely popular way. Just given what that story is like, it's such yeah. a dark. Story. Phantom of the Opera has so much spectacle and cats is for kids. And, you know, yeah. there's a lot to that. But the fact that Les Mis works as well as it does and has yeah. been as popular as it is, it's the strength of them songs. Like that's oh, more yeah. than anything else for a book that was 150 years old when they when it came out. So. Yeah, well, I guess we'll check back in. I'll check in 20 years from now when we're doing it happened one year, 2002. <laughs> and we're just going <laughs> to talk about, I don't know, the producer's musical, Young yeah, Frankenstein.
0: Probably, I don't know. Probably. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, do you, do you want to take us out? Do you have a bunch more of these mus- these screen-to-stage musicals?
0: I have a very long list, so okay. I'm happy to take us out. Um, yeah. I'm going to try and stick, skip over the ones I've already mentioned, but I yeah. can't promise anything. See what you can do. 9 to 5, the musical. Amelie, the musical.
1: Okay, the everybody. Wife, the musical. Well, thanks for tuning Barbarella in to the our musical. weird Broadway Benton episode. And the musical. I don't think we're going to cover any more musical. stage musicals. I think this Big, is probably it. 1994. The Bodyguard, the musical. Stage musicals.
0: Breakfast at Tiffany's the musical. The so, Bridges of Madison really, County the musical.
1: Diary, the musical. Bridget Jones Diary, the musical. Passion. Bullets over Broadway the musical. What? Talk about Chitty crazy Chitty Bang Bang the Musical. That's it. There's nothing left.
0: Creature so, from the Black Lagoon, the musical.
1: Alright. Doctor Doolittle
0: the right. Musical. This has been It
1: Happened One Year. The Please take a minute to Planet rate us on Apple vocês, Podcasts or wherever the they allow ratings. Fame Please follow us on Far Google From Podcasts, Heaven, Spotify, or wherever you listen to
0: podcasts. First Wife Club, the Also, follow us on the all relevant social media. Freaky Friday, the musical. The Full Monty, the musical. Ghost, the musical. Giant Killer Shark, the musical. Ray Gardens, the musical. Groundhog Day, the musical. High Fidelity, the musical. Honeymoon in Vegas, the musical. Little Miss Sunshine the Musical. (laughs)